Have you heard of that story, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of We Think About That, where me and my fellow players are given a subject matter and have to find the weirdest, coolest, or funniest story on that subject. Our stories will be scored by our head judge, and the winner will be revealed at the end of the episode. I'm Chris, and joining me today, back from filming a movie as a bumbling psychic to Steven Seagal, Chucky. Yo. Uh, once again, back in the players' chair, ciao. Hello. Uh, once again, adorning the judge's throne, Joe. Hello. Joe, if we can please have today's subject and how it will be scored, please. Today's subject is nerds, and you will be judged on the Tom from MySpace is my friend award. <laughs> <laughs> because for a lot of people, he was their only MySpace friend. Top eight. <laughs> top eight. I didn't even get that, but I like top three, and then I just put the hippos uh, 1999 on as my plaything, and I never went back to it. Fun. <laughs> and who's going first? Uh, let's do Chucky. All right. I was conditioned to think of nerds as socially awkward and anxious neurodivergent individuals who would much rather prefer to sit in a darkened room, case modern a toaster, than they ever would even consider going outside to touch grass. Although the stereotype has been watered down over the years, thanks to the relatively low barriers of entry to anything that may interest you, I think it's still important to look back at the OGs of the craft. I've got more than just a tiny bit of an interest in computing and electronics, so it won't surprise anyone to learn that I'm going to spend the next minute or so reading out what is ostensibly a love letter to the great and powerful Woz. Steve Wozniak is one of the two Steves that created Apple, but despite famously always having been an Apple employee, his Apple staff number is literally just one, he has contributed to many things in the tech world. Woz designed the popular video game Breakout, which features a paddle at the bottom of the screen and blocks that you have to destroy by accurately and skillfully bouncing a ball against them. Was, whilst working at Hewlett Packard, was approached by Steve Jobs, who was working for Atari at the time, asking him for help to create the game using as few electronic components as possible. Jobs told Was that they would get $700 if they could build the game using less than 50 transistor, transistor logic chips, and $1,000 if they could do it using less than 40. Of course, Jobs being Jobs would end up getting paid an initial $750, as well as a $5,000 bonus for producing a design that used only 44 chips. Was only got paid $350, not even half the non-bonus amount, and he was never told about the actual bonus. Outside of the realm of technical hacking, Was also likes to take part in a bit of social engineering. One of his infamous trolls is carrying multiple sets of fake IDs, with a personal favourite being one that labels him as a laser security officer for the Department of Defiance, with Was clearly pictured with an eye patch. He would use this ID to board all flights he took for a five-year period up until the September 11th terrorist attacks. Continuing to fuck with people though, Was also would purchase sheets of $2 bills direct from the Federal Reserve to then have them placed in a notebook with perforations added so he could tear them off as he wished. This money was perfectly legal currency, but wherever he used it he'd be met with a stupefied gaze, and even on some occasions would be turned down from being able to pay for something using it. But beyond all this, Was is simply a sweet dude who enjoys the occasional prank, who cherishes friendship despite being unable to identify faces easily due to suffering from face blindness. Though, in one of my favourite stories involving Woz, it wasn't him who struggled to recognise someone. Whilst Woz was competing on Strictly Come Dancing, he became close friends with Steve-O, of Jackass fame, and took Steve-O to the Apple Store to get him a new MacBook Air with his employee discount. 
When the Steves got to the Apple store, Woz told the worker he wanted to buy a MacBook Air and use his staff discount. This would normally be enough for Woz to get a discount, but the employee didn't recognise the co-founder of Apple and asked Woz for his employee number. Woz replied, yeah, it's one. The employee was confused and asked again until he typed in the staff number and the penny finally dropped. Now, there's too many crazy things to list about Woz in a timely manner. He's truly a living legend who's incredibly understated and relatively unknown, but I think if the archetype of a nerd was based solely on his achievements and accomplishments, then being branded as a nerd wouldn't be anywhere near as much of an insult as it once was, and would instead be a badge of honour, albeit likely without an eye patch. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. I think we've sort of witnessed within our lifetime the, the, the change of nerd from being a social outcast to it being a cool... Yeah, um, to being a sexy lady in a thing. hot tub on Twitch. <laughs> I'm a big nerd because I've got an inflatable Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the gift subs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since, I, I, again, uh, another subs. one was having a go at Twitch because I don't understand <laughs> it. But yeah, I, I'm with you on that. It has transitioned away from exclusively sweaty boys playing D&D to... <clears throat> Everyone doing it now. It's cool. Women are doing yeah. it voluntarily. Yeah, it's been a lot more accepted <laughs> yeah. into mainstream culture, mainly because I think it's like, even though it's not prime television, stuff like Big Bang Theory and stuff has opened it up a lot more to mainstream mm. media to say, oh, no, it is cool to, you know, to like Star Trek and to yeah, play Dungeons well, and Dragons. But there's still the punchline to the jokes, right? Yes. You know, like, uh, yeah. I, think, I can't remember who said it, but people love watching smart people do stupid things. And I think that's just like Big Bang Theory down to a T. But it does like introduce people to the sort of like Comic-Con and comic books and all this, which have like seemed to have become like completely socially acceptable. Now, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, um, I mean well, the introduction to my my two and a half minutes is now fucking rendered uh, <laughs> obsolete. Thanks, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I do I do like was, but I do, I do have a strong. I know you shouldn't speak a little bit. I do have a strong dislike for uh, Steve Jobs. Do, do you know what his employee number is? Oh, probably 69. number two. No, no, yeah, it's um, it's zero. Is it? Oh, what yeah, because well, um, yeah. when they dead. were making the uh, system initially for uh, the record of employees, Steve just went, "Yeah, so put me in," and he put him in, and and then Steve was like, "No, there's no one before me in this company." So he made the guy there change his number to zero, so that he's the first on the list. Oh, well, he's dead. Right. Now, you he's know. dead. Now. Who got the last laugh? Eh? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was such a bizarre way to go or so because he had he obviously had um, um, all the pancreatic money. cancer, but mm-hmm. like it chose not to get treated for it and instead like mm. opted for homeopathic sort of remedies and stuff. It is, like yeah, that. a man as a man as scientifically and um, intelligent and looking good in a turtleneck as he was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. for two hours ago, science it can, it can only prove so much. I'm going to take these magic dilution pills. It is yeah. really weird, but you, I hear I hear a lot of weird things about uh, Steve Jobs. He used to drive around um, Cupertino where he lived with, and he used to always buy a brand new Mercedes um, E Class, like S, like the sixty three, like the sport version. And he used to drive it around with no plates because there was a law in California that said you didn't have to register your car and put plates on it for six months. And he just used to update you, could buy a brand new Merc every six months. Steve Jobs would do what he wanted. And uh, people people asked, why why did you drive around with no plates on? And he was like, well, if I had to register my car and have my plates on it, people would recognize the license plate. And I was like, how many black Mercedes with no plates at all in the area you live in? Because he was only driving it around the local area. 
are there. So it was an identifier anyway. It just, yeah, he just seemed yeah, like it probably really... more so he would get recognized rather than, yeah. And it was like, oh, no, no, I'm not doing that. And then apparently he, w- he was obsessed about which kind of, he, he obsessed for months about what kind of washing machine he needed to buy for his family. Does it buy a European one or an American one? Lots of really, really just odd stories about Steve Jobs. One that has a timer that's in fucking hours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to start 322 uh. minutes from now. Yeah. No, How it's like that? 82 milli days. What's, what's that? That's not enough. <laughs> Just six o'clock. Six o'clock. Right, that's fine. Like... Mine's in hours and minutes, but it what? changes. It's subject to change. So it'll say, like, I put a spin cycle on. It'll be like, right, this will take 15 minutes. And then after 10 minutes, it'll go, the washing machine changes its mind. It's more difficult yeah. than the first time, on. I'm afraid. <laughs> It's like the guy, it's like the old Windows, like how long your file transfer is going to take. It's going to take three minutes, two years, five minutes. A month, a week. It's already already done. Yeah, ours is like that. You put it on for three hours and you'll be there five hours later. Like, no, I've still got 20 minutes left, mate. What are you doing? Yeah. More difficult than you first thought. They don't know how filthy your clothes are before you put them in there. Once it started washing, this is doing a sniff, doing a sniff test as it goes. Yeah. You've not took tissues out of your pocket. Animals. That's it. I find it. I find out having a cheeky fag in the back garden going, right, I'm, I'm back on it in May. I'm just having a quick break. It'll be fine. I've been yeah. rotating for so long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is it true that Steve Jobs hated it when people called him Big Jobs? <laughs> it's, it's a real thing. No, I'm just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, He's got Scotland. Everyone used to call him a wee jobby. Yeah. He hated that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know when they were going to release the iMac, he wanted a name and he said, I want it to be original and I don't want it to sound like kiddish. And uh, he goes, oh yeah, but I've got a name in mind, so you have to beat this. Mac-Man. So first of all, it sounds like Pac-Man, kiddish, and mm-hmm. also like Sony Walkman, like so already like a, a used... We'll probably get sued, name. yeah. Exactly, yes. yeah. So yeah, I think the guys who came up with iMac had an uphill battle with that. That feels very much like that... Uh... Simpsons episode. Something like Poochie. Yeah. Are, we, are we all okay with Poochie then? Yeah. <laughs> That's $10,000. Macman. Jesus. Yeah, what? No, yeah. oh, what a rotter. Who's uh, uh, going next? You can. Video gamers and video games have been unfairly blamed for some bad stuff over the years. From ill-informed, nothing else better to do, shrieking middle-aged mothers blaming violent video games for rising violent crimes, to unfounded studies of games causing high blood pressure and health problems even people. Many a boomer has spouted such lines as, kids don't want to play outside anymore, they just want to play video games. Pinning the blame on the game rather than the fact that outside is now a vehicle-centric polluted hellhole that they created. But that's a different issue. Okay, it's true that not all gamers create the best public image of someone who enjoys the medium. The green sex story springs to mind of a gamer whose mum had found his poop sock in his room which was a sock he was using to poo in during long bouts of World of Warcraft so he didn't get off, have to get up and go to the toilet. And of course, a story Chucky read out on our sports episode about Super Smash Bros. tournament, players needing to be forced to wash themselves before competing to reduce the BO spell. But I'm here to shine a more positive light on gaming by sharing a story of how gamers managed to use their cognitive thinking skills to go a long way towards helping find a cure for AIDS amongst other diseases. Humans have an edge over computers when complex problems need intuition and leaps of insight rather than brute calculation. Programmers and researchers at the University of Washington have tapped into this human supercomputer with Foldit, an online game that poses complex puzzles about how proteins fold, 
one of the hardest and most expensive problems in biology today. The company behind Foldit explains on its website, Foldit attempts to predict the structure of a protein by taking advantage of humans' problem-solving in intuitions and having people play competitively to fold the best proteins. Since proteins are part of so many diseases, they can also be part of the cure. Players can design brand new proteins that could help prevent or treat important diseases. With four publications to their name and a host of puzzles left to solve from deadly diseases to biofuels, Foldit has proven that the concept works. Their latest solution has resolved a problem stumping scientists for a decade. The gamers playing it pro provided crucial insights to solve the structure of a protein-sniping enzyme critical for reproduction of the AIDS virus. With help from the game's players' strategies, researchers re revealed the enzyme structure within just three weeks and identified targets for drugs to neutralize it. These results show that gaming, science, and computation can be combined to make advances that were not possible before. Results obtained by gamers playing Foldit have also helped scientists in Alzheimer's and cancer research. So remember that gaming isn't always just about 12-year-olds telling you they fucked your mother, but that some games may have a real, very real benefit on humanity's progress. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. It's interesting this because all the way back in like 2004, when um, our, my bro was just getting into using Linux, um, there was something you could install to just run on your computer the entire time called Folding at Home. And what will happen is when your CPU is not being used, it will download these protein strains and it will try and run calculations as a way of distributed computing to solve like all these um, mm. like complex protein sequences and stuff like this. And so, um, yeah, it's really cool that like to, to put that application to, to video games as a way of actually getting not just like brute force, but like people who really uh, are trying their best to like solve these things. It's really cool. They do it with they do it in maths as well. They used um, before like a precursor to like Google Cloud. You know when you can use like the computational. You know they just brute force computational thing with that. They used to do it with the PS3s and PS4s, and you could you could download software. And like I think like 2012, 2013, we had people calculating pi to exponentially more digits than were calculated previously just because people were willing to leave their um, their PS3s and PS4s on overnight, and people would. And it would pull all of the computational power and just run these calculations and they would they would solve mathematical questions with it as well. So there is there is so many applications for this stuff and it, it, it has quite actually, I don't want to say established history, but it, it really has come to the fore in the last 10, 15 years, this idea of using all this processing power and um yeah, it's just the same. So Thank much you. of that processing power nowadays is just used to make it images of cartoon fucking monkeys that people will pay yeah. through the nose for instead of something say, actually isn't, useful. Isn't that basically what like the Bitcoin thing is now? Yeah. I'm not 100. I still don't understand. But, 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 that's one of the Bitcoin is. But. One of the one of the applications of, of BitChain technology is supposed to be all this sort of stuff. Yeah, um, blockchain. But, yeah. Block, block, blockchain stuff. Well, but there is the, the NFT. There is the NFT, which is like. A digital fucking beanie baby it's, it's horseshit <laughs> yeah um video games on steam are like oh yeah why don't you play this first person shooter and it has like uh really long load times and stuff like this and really long cutscenes. and the entire time it's just using your cpu to like mine cryptocurrency into some really wallet yeah that's like, cheeky yeah malware even on on websites well just get javascript or oh, i was scrolling through a page of funny cat pictures looking at all the same i'd see on every fucking news site uh just a mining cryptocurrency Ooh. Yeah. What a bunch of rotters. Yeah, man. When you can actually do something good and like 
Precisely, right? Yeah. I always think that if you're clever enough to write code that can steal your CPU, that can then go and mine cryptocurrency, just have the same level of dedication and application to something that isn't fucking... Yeah. Why is it talented? everyone is a, <laughs> is a fucking... What's he called? That bastard from Superman. Why is everyone's a Lex Luthor and no one's a fucking... Jesus. It reminds me of that old Spider-Man comic. <laughs> because like, you can change DNA, you could literally cure the cancer. I don't want, like, to. I want I want to turn people into dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, that little yeah. fork in the road, isn't it? Like help humanity, help myself. Mm. You know, the Drake yeah, meme that everybody faces. Is it, yeah. is it I, I mean I've said this before and I'll say it again. Is it would you not want to leave this world a better place than you joined it? Yeah. Oh, this is the thing I've never understood seems, with it. It's yeah. like wealth is fine, you know. I'd like some, but I'd rather be. Hey, do you remember that guy who like cured AIDS? Yeah, yeah, he died poor upside down in a pub toilet, like the gypsy woman said he was going to. But <laughs> yeah. fucking hell, he stopped loads of people from dying an unnecessary death. But, but, what there a are guy. People, there are make people it that. The, the reason why we don't have to pay, well, we have to pay broadband fees, but the reason why the internet isn't an isn't an IP is because somebody made the constitution decision and went, here is the internet, do with it as you will. And there are yeah. there are examples of that, but the problem is is that they are, I don't want to say largely forgotten because he's an he's an unreliable example. And there are plenty of people who donate who, who dedicate their lives to becoming surgeons and mm. other noble professions. I mean, I don't want to yeah. sound like I'm blowing smoke up my ass, but I didn't go into teaching for the money. And I'd like to think myself quite a good teacher. Um you and, taught me a lot, Joel. No, you're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. But, you know, I didn't go into that for um, spurious reasons. And I know that my contemporaries, I went to school with people who are not as fucking cognitively capable yeah. as myself, who make, probably make more money. The bottom line is, is they make more money than I do because they went into sales or they went into the hospitality sector. And I certainly could be making more money doing those sorts of industries and those sorts of jobs. But I chose to do something where I could walk out of the office at the end of the day thinking, yeah, I made a positive contribution. And the kick in, you know, the, the kick in the dick is, is that you don't, you don't get, you don't get the, the monetary um, rewards that, that job necessarily should elicit and um you know there are plenty of sectors if you uh, i've got a friend who is a paramedic and he sees some absolutely abhorrent shit on a weekly basis and he makes even less money than me so there are people there are plenty of people out there doing um altruistic. yeah so play uh, devil's yeah, advocate so play devil's advocate on the teacher thing if it was a very high paid profession would it perhaps draw a lot of people in who, who would not be a very good teacher but are in it for the money instead and maybe um, dilute the teaching pool of people who probably shouldn't be there just like as a to... counterpoint oh, no, no. i do agree I that, that you should be paid more i'm just there is there is there is a um there is a i think there's a happy medium though and oh, yeah, i think and i think the um I mean, I, the, the one thing that gets me is this is how much worse nurses are paid than us. And I would mm. argue, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd argue that nurses arguably do a, a even more pivotal and more important role. And they are, they are, you know, the starting salary for a qualified nurse who has a nursing degree is, is, is abhorrent. It borderline, like what, what, why would anyone go into this profession type, type scenario? Well, that's the problem, isn't it? They're not. But yeah, occasionally exactly. you do get like, you do get the big companies as well, just going back to what we said before, that do sometimes do things for the better. Like uh, I think it was Volvo cars developed the seatbelt technology yeah. and, and could very easily have painted it and either made a killing on it or just not let anyone yeah. else use it. I but mean, they I think just, yeah. they released it to everyone and said, no, just use this because it's going to save lives. It's, yeah, that, yeah, there is get that. It, get think, it done. 
I think I think the the mantra that you know the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I think a lot of companies start out with no um, with uh, altruistic intentions as well. I mean, I used to be a, quite a quite an admirer of Elon Musk, and it just shows you that money corrupts absolutely. Ten years ago, you look at him and you think he was doing do you know he was doing a lot of he was doing a lot of good ten years ago, and he is now. I think quite an abhorrent human being, and I really don't like him. His fault of grace has been. I don't understand the shape of his chest because it is abnormally large. It is weird, isn't it? Yeah, he's just yeah. a yeah, not a in weird. a muscly way either. It's just big, it's like a big yeah. barrel-chested strong man from the 1920s. With <laughs> yeah. Huge triangular weights with one <laughs> yes. ton written on them. <laughs> uh, I've just looked up that folded thing. I might sign up for that. Do you it. think you'd be good at it? I've no, I've not know what the fuck it is, but yeah. I'll have a do. Apparently the gargle blasters are very good on it. They're like the best team. I've just just been reading. <laughs> just, while just, just while we've had like a socialist moment in the Yeah, sorry, yeah, whilst Mr. Uh, whilst we march on Stalingrad. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just back to copies of the TV Times. And finally, ciao. <clears throat> the word nerd conjures up some very archetypal imagery in my head. Very invariably bespectacled and wearing braces, both on their teeth and their trousers. When I was a kid, the term nerd was exclusively derogatory, but the meteoric rise in the popularity of franchises like the Avengers, Star Wars, and Star Trek, as well as the increased recognition of scientific advancements in fields such as space exploration and computer science, has resulted in geek chic, and the term nerd can now be worn as a badge of honour. The stereotypical nerd has one more characteristic. They are usually male. Women have reportedly found a career in STEM difficult due to the sexist and misogynistic attitudes that can be shown to female engineers, mathematicians and scientists. So I thought I'd highlight some female scientists and engineers to recompense and readdress the balance a little. Judith Cohen Love was born in 1933. Growing up, she discovered her love for maths and engineering and wanted to pursue a career in one of those fields. When she informed a guidance counsellor about her intentions to pursue a career in engineering, they said, I think you ought to go to a nice finishing school and learn to be a lady. Thankfully, Cohen ignored this advice and pursued her dreams. She studied engineering at the University of Southern California and got a job at the Space Technology Laboratories, despite only 0.05% of engineers in that field at the time being female. Judith remarked that working as an electrical engineer in the 50s and 60s, she was often unsurprisingly the only woman in the room. One of the contracts awarded to Space Technology Laboratories was to design an abort guidance system for NASA. Her work on this was instrumental in developing the technology. The abort guidance system proved invaluable when power failed in the command module in Apollo 13, calculating a safe passage and return journey for the spacecraft after it failed to land on the moon. It played a pivotal role in helping safely return three astronauts back to Earth safely. A dedicated engineer, known for her passion and dedication to her work, she worked right through her pregnancies. When she went into labour with one of her children, she took a printout of a problem she was currently working on with her, assumingly working on it between contractions. She phoned her boss to tell him that she'd solved the problem, and incidentally, she had successfully given birth to a healthy baby boy, who she called Jack. Jack took his father's, Thomas Black's, surname. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. 
So she, she was no, she, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> my point was that was um, that was a bit on Jack Black's mum. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> that went over. I, I realised as I wrote that it wasn't actually as implicit. Uh, it wasn't explicit. Wasn't as explicit as I thought when I'd written it. Uh, as I'd written it. No, the way you sat back. Yeah. Like, yeah. I went. Like, wait. Wait. Was that? It? <laughs> yeah. He was, right? Okay. He was Dad. a bastard, and she was unmarried. So fuck her. Yeah. That was my point. <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't sure about the, the taking the last name thing. What yeah, you were trying yeah. to get about? Yes. I, his I first name understand. was Jack, and his surname right. was okay. Black. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's it's funny because there's um another lady involved in um the NASA uh, moon landing stuff, uh, Margaret Hamilton. Yes. Who who literally wrote like buckets and buckets of code. There's a, a really famous oh, picture with the stood next to yeah. it, towers yeah, yeah, above yeah. her. Yeah, mm. and um, shit like when when you write software, you often have this conversation with somebody sat next to you, like, "Yeah, but that'll never happen. We don't need to worry about that." And then the first day in production, oh shit, it happened. <laughs> and like her, her software, literally, like one of the things that happened apparently in the first uh, moon landing was uh, a member of the crew triggered uh, a radar system by mistake that was uh, was going to throw the the landing in, out of out of whack. But she wrote software to go, okay, but if somebody turns it on by mistake, just ignore. It. You know, like and it's just like that sort of, oh, it's just incredible. planning for every eventuality. Yeah, man, and it's 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 one of these. They say like uh, women get sort of hunted out, uh, you know, hunted to extinction in the sort of STEM role. Um, and like I, I, I've worked as a software engineer for around ten years now, and I've met like every lady I've met doing it always been incredible. Um, but you get fucking assholes who like literally they'll talk to you in one way, like oh yeah yeah no that makes tons of sense, but then completely argumentative when it's coming from uh, a lady and it's just like she's like not even just 10 like a thousand times smarter than you pal <laughs> just, just yeah. well that's the, the, oh. that's the thing then is that you need to fucking go why are you talking like that you prick well there's a <laughs> lot to be said about that i mean it's kind of like stand back i'll take care of this problem you know what i mean it's, no uh, i know i know but it is it's just that thing of i mean yeah it, there's yeah, always going to be dickheads in there. Exactly. The and yeah. That, that's and so the best thing you can do in that situation is just make sure you terminate any career progression for mm. that fucking cunt. And, I, and then spin the, kick him in the nuts. That's it. I've had incredible pleasure. I, I was rang um, to be asked about this guy. I was like, oh, what do you think about this person? I said he's a fucking nightmare. Never hire him. So I just like put that little um, fucking cigarette butt out on his face. Wow. Nuts, man. Angry yeah. Chucky. Boss that's Chucky it. is furious. <laughs> Bring oh. me crisps or you were punished. Yeah. Yeah, man. Poor. <laughs> Bring me barbecue Pringles, the worst <laughs> flavor of Pringles. <laughs> the barbecue's not that bad. Ah, oh, they're horrible, man. I had pepperoni ones the other day. They were nice. They're, no, they, they're not good. They had a pizza flavor, like for around yeah, two that's weeks it. once. No, like, but this is just it. pepperoni <laughs> flavor. This tastes like pepperoni, but it's in a green tube because I thought it was green cheese. Is this actually Pringles or is it just pepperoni? Yeah, it's legit Pringles. Yeah, I've seen them. I think they're called like the, the passport or the suitcase flavors or something. I thought, gonna, like... I thought you were going to say Prongles. <laughs> <laughs> Can only get from home bargains. <laughs> it's got two umlows. <laughs> Prongles. <laughs> the guy doesn't even have the mustache. Just no, there his arms, face. actually. <laughs> Yeah. hideously disformed Prongles. yeah he fell into a threshing machine as a child <laughs> I did know that about Jack Black's bum uh, I read um, I, probably a, a very similar article about women in, in tech and stuff and it's like these these women who, who mm. blazed trails as it was and you think as hard as that job is of being like a fucking boffin it must be made a hundred times harder by men going you're right love go yeah. make us a sandwich 
because I had to be like, oh, I could just walk it, it, away. It is, it is such a hard mm. field to get into. And then, like you were saying, it, it is it is a significant problem in now. You know, can you can you imagine going back to being you know late fifties, early sixties, the amount of misogyny. When it was acceptable. Well, this is it. The amount of misogyny that those women must yeah. have faced yeah. back then, it must have been, must have been almost insurmountable. I mean, like we were saying, like the, the, I... the, the story was, is that she didn't even say, I want to be an aeronautical engineer. She was like, I want to teach maths. Um, at like maybe yeah. middle school or high school level. And even then she was like, you should go to a good finishing school and be a lady. And I'm like, fucking hell. Walk about with exactly, a book yeah, on like, You know, yeah. fucking yeah. full on McCarthyism. Just absolutely mental. When is that ever going to be necessary? <laughs> I've got hands. <laughs> but how will you carry all the sandwiches? I put them on the, the book, obviously. <laughs> a book with a picture of a plate on the front. Cookbook. There you go. <laughs> Saves on washing up as well. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder. That's, that's what that's what I said <laughs> just then. <laughs> Joe, if we can please have today's scores. Um, for the sheer fact that I didn't know this thing existed, and I'm kind of flabbergasted that people are using computer game powers and like just being nerds to make the world a better place. It's got to be Chris. Whoop. I mean, if, if, yeah, if we can harness harness the good power, the good nature of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at WeirdThingPod. Come say hello. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next episode. Weird thing about that. I've got three toilets. You can't flush them all at once because that factory resets the house.